Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we interview intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Today's podcast includes a throwback interview with one of our early guests. The Unpacking It radio show began in August 2012, and over the years, we've had the privilege of talking with players, coaches, entertainers, authors, and broadcasters, and throughout that time, technology has improved, sound quality has as well, and and even though some of those early interviews are, are funny for me to listen to, I think they're some of our, our best guests, and, and, and they're still some of my, my favorite stories that we've heard on this show, and so... That's why we want to continue to make these available to you and wanted to share today's interview with you. So I hope you'll enjoy today's podcast and and check out all of our current and past interviews from over the years. Also, be sure to sign up for the Unpack This email devotional blog on unpackingit.com. But let's jump right in. I hope you enjoy today's guest. I am thrilled to be joined by Hall of Fame quarterback Jim Kelly. He led the Buffalo Bills to four consecutive Super Bowls from 91 to 94 and played his college football at the University of Miami. Since retiring from the NFL in 1997, he has battled cancer and his son Hunter passed away in 2005 at the age of eight. Jim continues to be an inspiration around the world because of his faith and toughness. Jim, thanks so much for being with us today on Unpacking It to talk faith, football and life. How are you? I like it. Doing pretty good. Feeling pretty good. All right. Well, your your daughter Erin posted earlier this week, no cancer. He is now over 18 months cancer-free. God is good. Praise Jesus. So uh, so uh, another exciting week for you. Yeah, there's no doubt that I'm blessed. Uh, yeah, I had my uh, quarterly MRI. Well, I had that a couple weeks ago, and unfortunately they saw some things they weren't sure. So uh, I had to make a return trip to New York City and go through uh, surgery. They, you know, removed a bunch of skin that they thought might show if I did or did not have cancer. They weren't sure. And of course they did some other things while they were in there. Why not? You know, you go <laughs> oh, in, you might as well clean it all out. <laughs> wow. And, uh, but, uh, but I feel, feeling good, uh, cancer free. Thank the good Lord. And, um, I'm a very blessed man. Well, well, speaking of your daughter, how did your relationship change with, with both of your daughters through your battle with cancer? Um, you know, of course, I've always been very close with them. Um, we have a very close-knit family, and but I guess um, you don't know how they will react uh, when, you know, something like this was going to happen, especially uh, my older daughter. Um, she was there every day that my son Hunter was battling with uh, Crabbe leukodystrophy, and she was the bigger sister. She saw what he went through, and um, and then all of a sudden, you know, how I brought her up when she was playing basketball to be a tough girl and don't let anybody push you around. And when you're on the basketball court, there's a ball on the ground, dive on it. You know, always, mm. always be, you got to be physical. I mean, you're a Kelly. I mean, that's, the, <laughs> that's how I was brought up in a family of six boys. And I wanted my daughter to be the same, you know, the yes, sir, no, sir, the, the firm handshake, but also to be number one, be a lady. And, mm. um, uh, as we went on through everything and how she thought now, with her daddy having cancer, is she going to lose the two men of her life? She already lost her brothers. Now is she going to lose her dad? And how she stayed, stayed strong through it. And you know what? I, I am. There's no doubt I'm a blessed man to have family members uh, that have rallied by me, kept by my side, and always kept me thinking positive things. What, what a blessing that is. And, and also a, a blessing that, that you remain 
cancer-free, and so we're so glad about the recent results. And and as you look back, though, during the time of, of the real battle, when you were in the middle of it, what, what are some of the, the takeaways that, that you still think about? And, and this may sound like a, a crazy question, and, and you may laugh at me, and people listening may laugh as well, but, but was there anything from that time that you miss? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, 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 I don't ask. miss one bit of it. I mean, of course, you know, when you, you go through all those things, there's so many things that go through your mind. And, um, you know, the closest, not only of my two daughters and my, my wife, but my brothers, and my friends. And I've always said, you know what, it's, it's who you surround yourself with. It doesn't matter what the situation is. If you have good people around you, positive people, people with faith, you're going to get through it. And, you know, none of us know that day. I mean, the good Lord is the only one that knows that day when uh, your number is going to be called. And the thing for me, it's all about your attitude. And through that whole thing, I always had a good attitude. Yeah, you, you have your days where you're not feeling real good. But for anybody out there listening, just remember one thing. When you go in to see anybody that's not doing well, whether it's, you know, somebody is battling cancer, whether it's somebody that's sick, whether it's your grandparents, whether, whether it's in the elderly, always going with an attitude that you're going to make their day better. And that's what it's about. I mean, my family never walked into my room with a frown on their face. Mm. They walked in with an attitude. They're going to make my day better by their presence. And boy, did they ever. So, no, I don't miss any, you know, you know, when you go through things like that, yeah, it's painful. Yeah. You know, you look at it and say, why me at times? But the thing is, as I travel the country and I talk to people and I listen to people, I realize I don't have it that bad. There's Mm. so many people out there to have a lot worse than I do. And every morning I wake up, it's a blessing for me. And I live every day. I know it's an old cliche to its fullest, but I'll tell you what, when you go through all the things I've been through, and you mentioned some of them early on about the Super Bowls, and then, of course, having a son born on my birthday and then passing away at the age of eight years old, the ups and downs of your life, you thank the good Lord for each and every day you have. And people that know me know that I'm going to enjoy myself. It doesn't matter what it is. And uh, again, I just continue to surround myself with good quality people. No, I, I no, I like it. And well, I guess I was just thinking, you know, during that time, there are just certain things that that maybe you 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 learned or experienced, or you got to see different people that you wouldn't normally see because of it. So that that was kind of my my reason for asking <laughs> asking that. It, it's funny you say that because people you don't see, I'm like. Okay, why is this person come to see me? Uh, I'm sure. Am I like worse off? I go, buddy, you are not in my will. So why? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's interesting how many people come out and and, and support you. And you yeah. know, there's people that are very close. There's people that I've known for years that I don't keep in touch with all the time, but. When you do hear from your old friends back in high school that are thinking about that or praying for you, and that makes you definitely feel good that uh, there's so many people out there who do care. And for me, probably the bottom line is for me to be an influence on others. I mean, so many people have told me I've been an inspiration to them, but I want people to understand that, you know, by hearing things like that, it inspires me to keep fighting. It mm. inspires me to continue to plug on. And if I'm making a difference for people, I want them to know that they're making a difference for me. And and, you know, I keep saying it, but, you know, I will never stop saying it, that I am a blessed man, that I don't have it that bad. So I, I'm just enjoying myself now with my two daughters. I'm getting ready to head down to my, my lodge this weekend. We get about two and a half feet of snow. I'm going to jump on the snowmobiles with my office staff here. We're having our <laughs> Christmas party a little late, but better late than never. We're going to have a little fun. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. We're, we're talking with Jim Kelly here on Unpacking It. And, and you mentioned that, that you, you speak around the country and, and you do a lot of interviews as well. And, and you're, you're sharing your story. A, a lot and and as i'm thinking about okay what what angle do we want to go with today i, I just was kind of thinking 
What part of your story do you wish people asked you more about or, or that you really enjoy letting people know that, that maybe doesn't always come up? You know what? I've been speaking so much that pretty much everything that, you know, my life has been out there. Um, yeah. Number one is when I did battle cancer, I really didn't want anybody to know. Um, I wanted to keep it internal. I think my, my wife knows how much of a personal person I am. I like to keep everything private, but unfortunately, uh, at the time, I, you know, I shouldn't say unfortunate because it turned out to be the fortunate thing, but my wife said, Jim, if there's ever a time we need people to pray for you, she said, it's now. She said, you, we cannot wait. And, um, you know, I, I, I listened to her and she was right again. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you know what? There's, there's so many things you try to focus on to, to make sure whether it's with my son's foundation called Hunter's Hope or to Kelly for Kids or my football camp I do every year going, going on the 30th year of my camp now. And really there's nothing out there that I think people don't know about me. I just try to be an influence, not only for the young, but for the old too. And as long as I, as long as I'm above the grass and I'm fighting, I will continue to do it. And hopefully I will inspire others to never give up. Well, so let, let's talk about where that inspiration comes from and, and, and your faith. And you, you've talked about your, your faith, but, but even for people today, maybe the first time even, even hearing you talk about your faith, you, you didn't necessarily grow up following Jesus. So, so what was the, the turning point for you to really realize that you wanted to? Well, to be honest with you, I really did to a certain, I was Catholic, you know, I was an older boy and I went to church every Sunday, but I guess when I became a Christian, I really learned what the Bible was all about. I learned more. I have, now I have a men's fellowship that I have about 15 of my buddies that come over to my house now every month and we do a monthly fellowship and we, you know, share and we learn and there's so many things that you get to learn over the time, the period of that. But mine, you know, April 23rd, 2007 is when I changed my life, became a Christian. And I realized that if I didn't lighten up, if I didn't humble myself to admit my faults, and if I didn't become the husband that I should have been, you know, prior to that, that I was going to lose not only um, the name that my father raised us up with, but our foundation's name. I will lose my wife, my two daughters. I want, you know, I wanted to come home and have my two daughters look at their daddy with respect. And I was living a life that I wasn't very proud of it, to be honest with you. Some, some people have hard times humbling themselves, but mm. I knew that I, what I wanted out of my life, I wanted my family. I wanted to respect. I wanted to be, um, um, continue to to live that legacy of making difference for others so i changed and thank the lord i did because i'm a lot better off today than i was many years ago yeah i had fun but it was a different type of fun and now i'm having a, a grand old time i'm enjoying my life i thank the lord again and um it's uh, it's enjoyable to tell you the truth i'm, I'm enjoying it big time <laughs> amen absolutely jim kelly hall of famer is our guest right now on unpacking it is there a, a story or two that you can share today where you, you knew that God showed up in a very real way, maybe in a supernatural way through, throughout your life where you, you look back and you go, man, it, it could have only been him when he came through in that, in that way. Well, there's no doubt with uh, my cancer fight because, you know what, just for all the listeners, I mean, really put yourself in my position to a certain point. Uh, you think of everything I've been through, you mean, up for the Heisman Trophy. I know some of them are material things like, you know, I was up for the Heisman Trophy my senior year. I blew my shoulder out. They told me I'd never play again. Mm. I went to school at the University of Miami because it was nice and warm. I get drafted by Buffalo. I'm like, you got to be <laughs> kidding me. And then, of course, 
going to those, uh, you know, signing with Buffalo and then going through the four Super Bowls and losing them all and then retiring. And then two weeks after I retired from the NFL, my son's born on my birthday, Valentine's Day. You know, the game plan was already done. The script was already written. I knew exactly what it was going to be. And four months into my son's life, he's diagnosed with a fatal disease mm. and going through and then going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the roller coaster ride that I've been on my whole life from being at the top to being at the bottom, mm. up and down, up and down. I'm thinking, Lord, I know I've screwed up a few times in my life, but mm. seriously, and I think that all came to it when, you know, my son passed away. Um, in 2005, when me and my wife hit rock bottom, you know, with our marriage and not knowing where I was going to do, my son passed away. And there's a whole big story behind it all. And if any listener out there really wants to know, you know, all a lot of good detailed things and about my faith and about my family's faith and how we got through it all, my daughter Erin wrote a book called Kelly Tough. Yes. And that's really pretty much um, a New York Times bestseller. A 19-year-old mm. wrote it. Wow. And um, to go through. All that, and then, you know, all of a sudden, thinking that, you know, I've been through it all. Now, all of a sudden, I, you're diagnosed with cancer, not just once, but twice. And then have my whole jaw removed and all the things I've been through. And, and now, now to be where I'm at now, you know, cancer-free, um, I look back and, yeah, you say, wow. And my just my whole story is just unbelievable how, you know, I've been at rock bottom, but how Jesus tests me all the time, but I've never gave up. I've kept my faith, and I understand that maybe I am a chosen man because I'll tell you what, there's time where people say, um, Jim, you're a chosen father with a little boy named Hunter Can you? because you can make a difference. And to be honest with you, at the beginning, I didn't want to hear that. I mm. wanted a healthy son. I wanted a healthy boy, just like my brothers, just like you know, all my friends. They were able to play football and baseball and go hunting with all the, all the things I dreamt about. But you know what? Um, I realize now that, yes, I am a, a, a chosen father with a little boy named Hunter, that through him, we can make a difference, and we have made a difference, and I will continue to fight, and hopefully we can make a difference, not only, as I stated before, for the young, but for the old, too, to never give up, to keep fighting, and, and really mm. you know, make the people around you, because you represent your family, and that's exactly how I've taken it, and I've taken it to heart. Wow. Jim Kelly inspiring us today on Unpacking It. Check out jimkelly.com. He's got, he's got a lot of different things going on. And from the, from the book that his, his daughter wrote to uh, some, some different spices that, that you're selling as well. I, I got, I actually, before we jump back into it, let me just ask you about that real quick because uh, <laughs> you, you, sell, you were selling it around uh, Christmas especially, but people can continue to buy the spice collection at jkgamedaygreats.com. Um, I'm personally a big spice fan, so how, how, did, how, how did this kind of come about for you and, and how fun has it been to, to sell spices? Well, to be honest with you, to make a long story short, my brother runs a company. It is my company, but uh, game day greats. Uh, people that know me, know my family, know about the tailgate parties we've had, the home gate parties we've had, to really bring friends and family around us to celebrate, to to cheer for our teams that we love, whether it's high school, whether it's college, whether it's the NFL. and. Um, I've always been a guy that loves food. If you've ever seen the size of my five other brothers, you'll understand that. But um, I've always liked it. And we put together a 
four-pack of um, game day grapes, and it's uh, sriracha. We have chipotle, habanero, and garlic sea salt, and it comes in a very nice uh, gift box. And also, we you know we have other things. I guess the bottom line is check out jimkelly.com, and you can go to our game day grapes, our my fan clip. We have great fundraisers for high schools and for junior high school, whether it's cheerleading, whether it's uh, you know football, basketball, baseball. Everybody's looking to raise money for their foundation or for their school to buy new uniforms or new cheerleading stuff or the travel nowadays with, you know, the, all the, the things that teams do now, whether it's little league baseball, how, how, you know, you play pretty much year round now, but just check this out, see what we're doing. And uh, we have things set up for high schools and for the youth uh, to raise money and, and just really enjoyed it. And the spices are something I enjoyed. I love food. And I got together with a, a buddy of mine who's a chef and we put together some great recipes and uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. And, and I enjoy doing, I have fun. My brother loves it. Cool. And uh, we, we employ uh, about eight or nine other people, so we're, we're enjoying it. Uh, no, that's, that's great. I, I wanted to make sure I asked you about it because I, uh, I know it sounds funny. Oh, I'm a spice guy, but, but, but anytime I'm cooking, <laughs> I'm using spices for sure. So we'll, oh, without a doubt. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get back into it a, a little bit because you've, you've alluded to uh, just a couple times um, the, the importance of your marriage changing uh, through, throughout your story. And, and so I guess the, the best way to put it maybe, what, what do you tell couples who are about to get married based on what you've learned and, and some of the changes that, that you had to make in, in your marriage? Well, number one is you got to be able to talk. You got to be able to communicate too many people. And that was our problems. You know, you, you argue, you get in a disagreement and you don't talk it out. And too many people do, don't do that. They just think they're always right. Sometimes, especially the guys, you got to humble yourself enough to know that, you know what, uh, you know, sometimes uh, you're not going to win that battle. And mm. sometimes it's best just to walk away. I mean, not walk away from marriage, just like walk away from a difference and be able to talk later on down, to, you know, whether it's the next day, but try to talk as much out that day as possible. And sometimes, you know, as a guy, we always want to be right. And, and of course, as guys, we always think our wives say they're always right. <laughs> but just communication, that is so important, being able to talk amongst each other. And if you need help, get help. That's right. We needed help. We got help. A pastor came in. We were able to communicate. We were able to talk through things with him. And uh, boy, did it help. It helped me. I can't say it'll help everybody, but you know, you do what you got to do to be able to get through some of the tough times and, and everybody goes from, I don't care who you are. You're going to have a little rock, you know, bump in the road. Communication is so, so vital. Mm, no question. Jim Kelly, given, uh, given some good marriage advice today here on unpacking it and, and you've explained your story a little bit and, and have, have talked about it a, a lot, just as far as the, the growth and the things that, that you've, you've learned and experienced but what about recently? What, what, what has God maybe laid on your heart recently? Just some, some things that maybe you've, you've experienced or read or heard that, that have just had, a, had an impact on, on your heart recently? Well, probably pretty much uh, really just never giving up and being that influence. Um, you know, keep uh, letting people know that, you, hey, yeah, you are tough football players. Everybody always said and all this. Sometimes that's overrated, but mm. I uh, I look at it and just for people to understand, you can be a truck driver, you can be a biker, in, which, you know, I, I have a pickup truck. I have my Harley. Uh, you can still be a tough man, still be a Christian, still have your faith. And too many people sometimes think that, you know, is for the light. And But I'll tell you what, there's so many of my buddies that I never thought in a million years would ever become a Christian that I've been able to 
um, be able to get them to think more with their heart and understand where they're going and where they want to go. Mm. And I never thought, you know, so many people never thought I would become one because early on, to be honest with you, it was pushed on me. Wow. And for everybody out there, and, and this goes with anything, whether being a leader, it's not what you say to somebody. It's how you say it to them. How do you get them to, number one, respect you? Number two, to believe in what you believe, but don't push it on them because uh, it was pushed on me, and I didn't like that. I, You know what? how I got some of my friends that were not Christians that are now reading the Bible and they're not all the way there and it takes time. There's no doubt about it, but being able to uh, portray it and be able to go through it with them slow. And and sometimes when you try to hurry things, it sometimes pushes people away. And, uh, you know, later on down the road, that's how I got into it. You know, even though, um, I knew that I had to do it and I wanted to do it. It's just a matter of put my foot forward and say, I, I, I need to do it now. Mm. But just for people out there are trying to not so much convert somebody else, but to get them to start believing in their heart, watch how you, you, resp- you talk to them. Mm. Do it in a way that you're not pushing it on them. Just take it slow. Take it easy. You know, it's all God's perfect timing. I know it's so cliche, but I'll tell you what, it's exactly the way it is. Don't push it on them. Take it your time. Make it sure it's on their time, not yours. That, that's excellent, and that, that's much needed to, to hear. That's even encouraging to me, so I appreciate you saying that. That's, uh, that, that's huge. Well, well, Jim, it's been such a, a privilege talking with you, and, and I, I just got one more question for you. With, with your, your old buddy uh, Mark Rick taking over at, at your alma mater, Miami, I, I'm curious your, your thoughts on the, the, the change of culture that could potentially happen with, with, with Mark Rick taking over down there at the same time, kind of keeping what Miami has, has been and the U and all that, just, I guess, just what, what, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, the, the culture down there and where it's maybe heading now. They needed it. They needed a change and they needed to change drastically. And I, I'm not going to say from, I think more of the public perception than anything. I think Mark Rick not only brings a, a great uh, coaching background, great people with him, but he brings uh, the intangible. He brings something that uh, they needed down there. He brings integrity. He brings uh, um, a person that is going to tell it the way it is, and uh, he's going to get people to follow and believe in what his, he does. Not only a great football player, but he will teach kids how to be a man. And, and you know, he is a faith-based uh, coach, yeah. but I think that's what they need. But, you know, bottom line for universities nowadays, the bottom line is you got to win. That's and right. uh, I think they hired the right person. I look forward to it forward to going to games i look forward to being a part of the u that's right no I, i'm i'm thrilled to, to see him down there and, and can't wait to to see how it all plays out it's gonna be a fun one for sure well jim thank you so much really appreciate you sharing your heart and your story with us today people can check out jimkelly.com as well as huntershope.org uh as well so thanks for being an inspiration and uh and hope you have a, a wonderful weekend I appreciate it. Thank you. And, and I can leave people with this. As I sat in my room about six months ago and, and just listen to all the people that I've talked to and how many people are going through things, just remember one thing, um, you know, whatever you can do to make a difference for somebody, you got to do it. Uh, make a difference today for someone who's fighting for their tomorrow. And really makes a lot of sense because what my family did, what my friends did, they made a difference when they came to see me. They made my day better by their presence. So just keep fighting and uh, make a difference for somebody. Amen. We'll end it with that. God bless you, bud. Have a good one, and we'll talk later. All right. Sounds great. Hall of Famer Jim Kelly joining us here on Unpacking It. 
What a guy. What a legend. What a story. And I really appreciate him sharing today. I hope that you are encouraged and inspired by him. I don't know how you can't be. So uh, so love, love hearing from him today. Really appreciate him taking the time. I hope you enjoyed this classic interview here on the Unpacking It podcast and encourage you to check out some of our recent interviews as well as all the classic interviews that we have available to you on unpackingit.com or in iTunes. Just search Unpacking It and wherever you uh, listen to the podcast, I hope you'll be willing to leave uh, a comment and and a review and, and offer some feedback. That especially helps in iTunes. And if you ever want to uh, offer up some some thoughts. Uh, you can email me personally, Bryce, B-R-Y-C-E, at unpackingit.com. Also, be sure to check out our weekday email devotional blog. You can sign up for free on unpackingit.com. And if you feel led to support Unpacking It Ministries financially, we would greatly appreciate your monthly support. Even as little as $5 a month would just be a, a huge blessing to our ministry so that we can continue to encourage, challenge, and inspire sports fans to follow Jesus and become more like him. Thanks for all of your support. Thanks for listening today. And we'll talk to you next time on the Unpacking It Podcast.